Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first installment of the Serpents of Enter podcast. Uh, this is Matt Clark, uh, site manager for uh, Serpents of Matadena. Glad you guys could join on this uh, on this first go around with the podcast. Sound sounds uh, a little odd just because I'm using a laptop, but uh, uh, hopefully in the future we'll get uh, we'll get a little better. But to, to really dive right into it, uh, just got finished watching the Inter Torino match in Turin, and uh, I, you know disappointment doesn't even begin to describe. Uh, Luciano Spalletti's side, uh, no cohesion, no flow. Uh, maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of the match. Um, after that, just a complete discombobulation of a team. Uh, poor passing. Passing was just atrocious. Um, decision-making was awful. Uh, Mauro Icardi nowhere to be found. Uh, completely silenced in this match. Of course, all of it uh, pretty much overshadowed by the news that uh, Ivan Perisic uh, has submitted a request to be transferred. Uh, that, that's kind of the biggest news uh, of the day and of the week. Uh, not, not necessarily a surprise. Um, I guess more so a surprise in so much that uh, uh, you know Perisic had turned down uh, Man United's overtures last season. Uh, and now that there's a, a, a credible offer on the table, albeit rejected, uh, by Arsenal, uh, now he is, uh, the Croatian winger has decided that maybe now is the time to go ahead and part ways, uh, with Inter. And, and you know what, honestly, I don't, I don't see this as being a bad, uh, a bad move, not for, for both Inter and for Perisic. Um, I think his lack of form, his inconsistency has probably overshadowed, uh, you know, what he brought to the table after the world cup. Um, you know, I think I saw on Twitter that there was at least one person who referred to him as one of the best players in the world. And I kind of had to chuckle at that because I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I think, I think, uh, Parisage is a good player. I think he's got, uh, a lot of potential and in the right system, I think he can do very good work. Um, I'm just not sure if, if Inter is the right place for him. Uh, you know, he had a lot of fanfare coming in, uh, you know, from Wolfsburg, but, uh, I, I just don't think that, 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 that he's found form. And I'm not sure if it's if it's necessarily because of uh, of the offensive set for Spalletti or or if it's just a uh, a personality difference or or what it might be. I I really don't know. Um, but but in all honesty, uh, you know, if this is a move that uh, that, he, that he wants to make and and, and Beppe Marotta is uh, is a, a probably in favor of it, uh, I, I think it, it pockets Inter some some nice money at the end of the season. Um, if they can get an obligation to buy, uh, the initial offer from Arsenal reportedly was a uh, $4 million loan with uh, an option to purchase between 35 and 40 million euro uh, at the end of the season. I think the only reason why it was rejected out of hand was because I think Inter's looking for more of an obligation to buy rather than, uh, rather than an option. Because um, if you're, if they're gonna, if they're gonna part ways, then just part ways and be done, uh, and move on. So you know, I, I would, I would see that that uh, Arsenal would probably come back with the possibility of, of uh, uh, you know, coming back with that obligation. Uh, I, I think if they really want him, then I think they'll include that. Uh, it, it's a risky move, though. Uh, you know, if you're Arsenal. Uh, just because you don't really know how you're going to fit into the system there with uh, with Emery's system, uh, I, you know I, I think they want him, um, but I think they want to test him, which is a smart move. That, I think that's any team wants to at least um, you know try out a player uh, for the last half of the season before you know uh, obliging themselves to to want to purchase. But uh, I also see Inter side of the deal here in that you know hey he wants to go, uh, that's fine he'd go. Um, that, that, that's, that, that's just a long and short. Now it's just whether these two teams can come together on, on a, on a palatable solution, uh, to make this work, maybe, uh, lowering the initial loan fee, 
uh, and adding the obligation, uh, maybe lessen the risk for Arsenal up front. Uh, it's hard to say. I, I, I don't know. I think I think Inter has some some possibilities uh, to to come in at, at left wing if they maintain the same offensive set. Um, I, you know, after today, after the game with Torino, though, I'm just really not sure. Uh, they tried out Dalbert, uh, Henrik Dalbert, on the wing, and and it was not uh, not what it was supposed to be. Um, and maybe it was just because you know Dalbert has been off the pitch for a while, had not been in game time situations. Um, for a while after battling injury, um, you know, his crosses were overplayed. Um, his crosses were mistimed. Um, you know, he, he, he showed speed. I mean, he's, he's clearly got speed on the ball, but, but just his, his performance overall was just extremely lackluster and, and left a lot wanting, I think, against Torino. And, and to shift focus, and, and, and we can talk more about, about Perisic uh, a little bit, but, uh, you know, the, the performance against Torino was just awful, just not what it, it should have been, not what it could have been. Um, and I'm really kind of at, 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 at my wit's end here and trying to figure out what exactly the problem is. Is it is, is Spalletti's system just old and tired and, and it, you know, teams are, are picking up on it? Um, are the players not motivated? Uh, is this a, a tactical issue? Um, do we just not have the right players in the right place? Um, I think with the exception of, of Matteo Politano, um, you know, it was just a completely all-around terrible performance uh, by Inter uh, in Turin. And, and you know, I think you know with with Politano being the bright spot coming in as a substitute, um, you know, all, all the things considered, uh, I just don't understand it. I, I, you know, just this the passing was was just the biggest thing that stuck out to me as just being awful, just just poor plays in, just poor balls in the middle, um, you know, giving up giving up possession in the in the back two thirds of the pitch. Um, just a complete lack of motivation and focus uh, by Inter all the way around, and, and you know it's hard to say why that is, but but it leaves Inter uh, Inter wanting, and, and you know luckily uh, there's enough distance between third, fourth, fifth, and sixth uh, that Inter isn't damaged too much. But um, you know fortunately with Napoli and and, and AC Milan uh, drawing even uh, this weekend uh, that that helped, uh, but but that that luck's going to run out. And you're going to start seeing teams start to pull away. You're going to start seeing the top, you know, seven, eight teams in, in Serie A um, pull away and, and make a good run at those top four spots. And Inter can ill afford, you know, dropping three points um, where they should be picking up three points. And it's just not, it's just not inducive uh, of, a, of a cohesive team that can make a run at getting back into the Champions League. And I don't necessarily think we can rely on Europa League success either. Um, just because there's just too many uh, too many intangibles there at work, uh, you know. I know we've got Rapid Vienna uh, in February in the first uh, in, in the first round, uh, the first knockout round, um, and these and that would seem to be a, a very winnable match talent wise on paper. Um, you know, Inter is is the stronger team, but again, um, I think as we saw in, in the latter stages of the Champions League, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, we were the stronger team against uh, against Eindhoven. And they came to the San Siro and 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 were able to draw level, and then you saw you know Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur uh, do what they needed to do um, at Barcelona, and and then we're out. That's it. So um, it, it was very it was a tough group. Don't get me wrong, but still I uh, you know I, I'm just not uh, I'm not confident. 
I can't say with, with 100% confidence that the Inter is going to advance past this initial knockout round uh, against Rapid. But, uh, uh, you know, and we can't forget about the Copa, the, the Copa Italia, uh, Inter into the quarterfinals. Uh, they will take on Lazio on Thursday at the Giuseppe Miazza. Uh, and this is another match that you know is not one that's a uh, that's a solid a solid for sure. Um, uh, you know, Lazio has been kind of up and down this season. They're not uh, they're not nearly as strong as they were last year. But then again, neither is Inter. Uh, you know, Inter was was helped with a very strong start last year, and it was around this time where they just collapsed, and and they needed that last match of the season to to get into the Champions League. And I just fear a similar situation happening again this year where maybe we're, we're starting a collapse or winless so far in 2019, albeit only two matches. Uh, they did win against Benevento in, in the Copa, but you know, I, I can see that with the lack of offense and, and that's the thing, you know, with offense, with, with Inter's offense, it shouldn't be that lackluster with, with Lautaro and, and, and Icardi. Um, you know, you've got Nainggolan, who's supposed to be just a, a, a great attacking midfielder. Jean Mario is coming on and, and playing well. Um, not to mention uh, Politano uh, coming up on, on the right. Uh, you know, this is this should be a team that, that is able to find the back of the net, and yet they're not. They're they're just not doing it, and, and it's and it's kind of disconcerting. And it's been fortunate that our defense, our defensive back line has been uh, has been as solid as it is. Uh, second only to Juventus in, in, in goals given up in Serie A. And that said, you know, against Torino, uh, I was kind of left speechless. Uh, you know, Samir Handanovic, one of the best goalkeepers in, in Europe right now, uh, just completely flat-footed on, on numerous occasions and just showed no passion, no energy, uh, no move to the ball. And unless it was right at him, you know, he was out of position several times. The header uh, that gave Torino the winner was just, Unfat. I, I just I was in shock. I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and that that you know he was completely flat-footed, um, made two or three steps towards the corner of the net, and made no effort to to try to punch the ball away. And, and I just I couldn't understand it. I, I couldn't I couldn't get it. Um, and so I, again, I just kind of go back, and, and maybe this is something to to look for input down in the comments. Is is you know what is the the, the thorn in Inter's side right now? Um, I, I clearly think it's internal. I, I don't think that they are, uh, you know, playing teams that are clearly better than they are. I don't think that's the case. I think Torino on paper is not a better team. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think they are. Uh, I, in fact, I think they're significantly lower in class than uh, than Inter. Um, so, so to me, it's strictly an internal issue. I just don't know what that internal issue is. Is it is it just player cohesion? Is it the coach? Is it, it what you know? Is it all the other drama surrounding the transfer window? I find that one a little difficult to, to swallow just because this happens all the time. You know, the, the transfer window, January, summer, uh, you know, these, these things happen constantly. And, and, you know, we're also in the midst of, a, of another contract extension dispute between Icardi and the club, of which hopefully we'll find some resolution soon. Um, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, they can, they can meet, uh, meet Icardi's demands or at least come somewhat in the middle of his demands of 9 million euro per year, maybe looking at 7 or 8. Uh, I think is a more palatable thing. Pay him kind of what he's worth, and I don't disagree with that. I don't. I don't disagree with the fact that I think Accardi is worth uh, way more than 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 what he's being paid right now. Especially trying to pay him on par with with other strikers uh, in Syria. Uh, I think it's definitely a viable claim. Uh, you know, in terms of of, of dropping the uh, uh, the buyout clause. Uh, you know, I, I I understand that Marota is not a fa not in favor of it. 
I think Wandanara, Accardi's wife and agent, wants to see it increased. Um, to me, I think that's 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 a secondary issue. Um, I think the biggest thing here is the is the wage. No different than it would be for for Milan Skriniar. Um, you know, trying to pay him uh, at least what his value is, and, and at least put him on par with De Vrij, um is, is certainly a, a notion that is not out of the realm of reality, uh, and not a, not a, a, a an out of the world request. It's not as if either one of these players are coming in and demanding these huge wage increases and, and this massive annual salary. Um, you know, they, they just want to be paid what their value is, and I don't disagree with that. So um, I, hopefully I think both of those those situations with Screen Yard and Icardi uh, get resolved in, in a relatively quick manner. But I find that very difficult to believe that that, that would be the cause of why Inter seems so discombobulated uh, on the pitch. I, I You know, I think... You know, Spalletti uh, attempted putting Mar- uh, Martinez and Accardi uh, up front against uh, uh, against Torino. I think that's a, I, I like that. I, I like the stronger offensive set, um, and, and I think for about the first 15, 20 minutes, it, it seemed to be effective as they continued to apply pressure on Torino's defense and continued to um, to, to, to 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 levy a, a good deal of work on on Torino's defense. Um, but for some reason, it just kind of kind of petered out, and I don't know why that would be. I don't I don't know what the rationale behind that is. Um, like I said before, Accardi was just non-existent uh, in most of the match, and and that's um, somewhat disheartening. Uh, you know, I, I want to believe that um, you know these are these are issues that can be easily fixed with uh, you know in training or, or or in the locker room, but I you know I just don't know. I, I don't know how feasible that is. Again, without knowing exactly what the root of the problem is, it's easy to blame Spalletti. Uh, I think a lot of fans out there, a lot of Interisti, um, are, are are very it's very easy to blame Luciano Spalletti um, for for why this is. And in all honesty, the buck does kind of stop with the coach. But uh, um, also, uh, you know, he can't control how things are being played out in the pitch. He can't control uh, errant passing. He can't control poor crosses. He can't control those types of things. He can only control how Inter trains. He can only control yeah, uh, you know the the tactics of how they play, but in terms of the execution, it comes down to the players. And, and if the players aren't executing, then the question becomes: Why are they not executing? Is it is it just a lack of focus? Is it just a lack of of understanding? Is it, it can't be because the the formations are 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 too difficult to understand? Because that's not the case. Uh, you know, it's it's a very it, these these formations are not rocket science, and so that there's. So I think there's a little bit of blame on both sides. I guess why I really had to peg it down and 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 think about where the blame lies. I think it's I think it's on both sides. I think with Spalletti, I, I think he needs to find a way to draw more out of his players. He needs to get more out of his offense. He needs to get um, you know shooters who can find the target uh, and, and can find the target on a regular basis. And the players have got to maintain maintain focus. Uh, I just don't think we need to go through another another situation like last season where we're just scrapping and clawing our way between fourth and fifth and having to battle Lazio and, and then coming down to the last match of the year and trying to scrap in against that. I, I just don't think that's something this team needs to endure again um, because there certainly is enough talent on, on the pitch to avoid it. Um, but it certainly did not show against Torino. Uh, I, I encourage your thoughts. Tell me what you think about that. Uh, you know, give me, give me your thoughts. Give me your feedback. Uh, you can just insert those in the comments below. Be more than happy to uh, respond to those. Again, this is the first uh, iteration of the uh, Serpents of Inter podcast, and uh, we hope for uh, for many more as we kind of break ground into this new 
this new kind of revolution of, of, of podcasting. It's something that I've always wanted to do since I, uh, I came on to the site and it's just kind of find the, the best ways to do it, uh, which is a challenge. Uh, it's, it's not easy. Uh, it's not as simple as just coming in, plugging in a computer and, 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 and going. Um, you know, I also want to try to get more guests on, uh, more members of the community uh, on the podcast as well. Uh, hopefully that's something that we can work on uh, moving forward. So, you know, your comments are always welcome. Please uh, insert those uh, below. I'd be more than happy to try to respond to them as much as possible. We have to try to do a podcast hopefully once a week um, and, and in, in various duration. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, uh, any feedback, any topics that you think we should talk about, anything that you'd like us to discuss, please include those. Let us know. Uh, always, always love feedback from the community. We've got a very active community. I, and uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's extremely encouraging. So hopefully we move on. We've got Lazio coming up in, in the Copa, and then uh, we'll have a home match uh, following that back into, uh, into Serie A play, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, uh, you know, take advantage and get, back, get things back on track, but time will tell, so we'll have to see. Again, uh, insert your comments below. And uh, this has been the uh, Serpents of Inner podcast. Uh, and uh, love your feedback. Love to hear what you think. And uh, don't hesitate. And until next time, this is uh, Matt Clark, uh, site manager for the Serpents of Madalena, signing off. And uh, Forza Inter. <laughs>